Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm terrible. Jack, I'm having a week. Yeah, me too, kind of man. But what's going on? So right. Tell me. I'm terrible, but I'm really, really good. But, uh, but, uh, so, I'm looking at my audio levels here. I'm just having a week. I, yesterday, I'll give you an example. Okay. So the last thing I bought for my kitchen before I didn't have a kitchen that was mine anymore was this super sharp serrated Japanese bread knife. <laughs> that sounds way over, over the top. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, end. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I'm just like, okay, I need a knife. Let me buy the most ridiculous, <laughs> you know. You sound like me when I buy anything. I, I need a change I can't of, afford it. I need a change of scene. Why don't I buy a boat? <laughs> um, so this was uh, a boat so in form of a knife? Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, I was... Uh, my silverware sits in a big plastic tray over here because I'm in the basement and there's we don't have any running water, so I keep some stuff down here. And yesterday I was going through the silverware and I cut my pinky finger open on that big old bread knife. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does. Yes. Right? Yes. I also keep a tin of mixed nuts. Next to me while I, you know, go about my day. Yeah. And yesterday, about an hour later, I just took a handful of mixed nuts and I threw them in my mouth. And an almond went in vertically and stabbed me in soft tissue behind my front teeth (laughs) and ripped open the soft tissue. It looked like I had been in a a UFC match with blood (laughs) coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Oh, and I was like, God damn it. And so, then about an hour later, I was like, I am having a bad day. I am going to have some pudding. Okay, pudding. And, and so I reached in to the silverware to grab a spoon and cut a different finger open on the super sharp bread knife. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be, be laughing, but this... This sounds like a Mr. Bean co- comedy or something. And I just stopped bleeding out of two fingers in my mouth. And I was like, why do, why do, I, why do I get like this? You know? And the thing of it is, I'm traveling probably tonight when we're done recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's traveling is just a lot of stress for me. Um, I'm meeting someone we've been dating for a little while. There's a lot of like newness and excitement and questions there. And, yeah. and I haven't really done that in years and years and years and years. I'm, I'm so excited, but in like a vicarious way. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know and that, all the details. And that part's amazing. That part's amazing. Yeah. Like, and I know we're going to have a great time, but it, but it is just stress. It's like good yeah. stress, but it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then there's Darla, the episode script that, I, and I'm in currently in the, you know, when you're talking about the video cycle, I'm in the almost there, oh my god, I hate myself, why do the videos take so long, this is driving me insane, I just want to finish this script, uh, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, part of the mm-hmm. process. Yep. You know, where I'm like, 
you know, I had good intentions to get one out in two weeks. Then we hit three weeks, and I was like, uh, it's okay as long as I get it done. And then we hit four weeks, and I'm like, Ugh. so frustrated with myself. My writing process is broken. But, I don't know, it's kind of like, maybe that's the way it's gotta, gotta be for you to... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm never, I'm never, it, 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 I mean, on the outside, it appears to repeat itself, but I'm, like, constantly working on myself, like, okay, so can we try something different? Is there, you know, and recently I have, I I have heavily engaged in thinking about process and, all right, let's experiment. Down Mm -hmm. to, like, I have smelly candles that I light when I'm writing so that I can create a Pavlovian response to the candle smell whenever I light it. So I can just be like, Oh, now I'm thinking about writing or now I'm, I'm doing the thing or whatever it is, but I'm, it's so frustrating because it's so slow and it's all nonsense that exists beforehand. I, I can tell everyone about it if they want, but, um, so like this whole week has just been, you know, and then and then and then of course we're living in the apocalypse. We certainly are. We, are. we certainly are. And that's, that's been grading on me a lot late, late and lately again. I've also been sober for five months, and drinking was Congratulations, my Congratulations. Thank man. you. Yeah, this is month six. Drinking was my favorite go-to coping mechanism for stress, and that's not there anymore. I've decided not to confront. I was talking to my roommate Nigel, and I was like. I think I'm going to have to take up drinking again. Because I don't know how to get this ice cream monkey off my back. Because I've been eating a lot. I'm just kidding, of course. But I've been eating a lot of ice cream. And I was finally... I I made one running stab at stopping it. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I wait until... You know, we're not all wearing masks again. Mm -hmm. Before I try and confront the ice cream problem one thing at a time let's let's make you know 20 years of hard drinking i've been off mm. it for five six months it's like all right one life-changing so, event at a time right so so is it getting e- easier though like uh, no it's 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 drink? the last couple of months have been harder but uh again okay. it's 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 ebb and flow um and i'm I very think, aware of it you know where yeah. it's like you know it just surges up yeah. Yeah, and I'm no, like, I get that though. Um, you know, because I quit smoking about a year and a half or half ago now, and um, I I was in in bed last night trying to get some uh, sleep, and I can't remember how or why, but I all of a sudden started thinking about cigarettes, and it's been a year and a half, and I have no intention yeah. of smoking again, but. I, I was laying there and I had this feeling of, man, a cigarette would be really nice right about now. And the crazy thing about it is, if I had a cigarette right now, even a single drag, it would not be a fun experience. I only get dizzy. No. I pro- I'd probably cough. I could throw up. It's not going to be fun, but there's still this part of my uh, brain that just associates that with comfort and stress relief and all of those kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I definitely have all of that. And. Uh, alcohol is not a miserable experience for me, you know. I mean, it can do if you go a bit too far with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, ultimately, yeah. that was that was kind of thing. But regardless, uh, like, it's just been a lot. There's just a there's mm. just a lot, and 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 then, 
you know, I go places where I feel like I'm letting people down or I'm letting myself down or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shortchanging future opportunities or I could have been comfortable with money or whatever it is. And it's like, I'm so sick of this, the, the script problem. I'm dying for a breakthrough of some kind. And I, th I feel close, like the recent, um, attack on the problem which started with fool for love which was like the worst manifestation of the my writing problem right. which i mean all the work this year has been good the thing is like yeah. looking at the videos all the videos have been rock solid uh but you know that's sooner or later i'm gonna put out something that's like eh, that's inevitable that's a part of the process and like i mean i disagree but sure <laughs> in that well, at the very least, that I will go, eh. And in that um, cycle, it's like, well, then the month... Anyway, I, that gets into, like, rationalizing and justifying the, the whole thing. I don't know. I just think, though, like, for a lot of people, the, the creative pro process, some sort of uncomfortable feeling is ne necessary. At least for me, it is. Like, if I'm doing something creative, I don't want to be completely com comfortable. It's almost like... The, the discomfort drives me or, or pushes me to try yeah. something. Yeah, so you know? recent, I mean, in thinking about my process and, and sort of grappling with everything, I, I've started to realize that in my head, the, the idea of what is work or what is self-employment or what is whatever it is has been off, where in my head I'm like, mm -hmm. it's writing, recording, editing, and publishing. That's it. That's all the work. And then at some point, and the problem with that is anytime I was doing anything else around it, it felt like I should be doing the thing that is the job. Mm -hmm. I should not be doing the Patreon recordings, the Patreon hangouts, the whatever it is. And then I was but like, that's all part of it. And though, then right? I was like, oh, right. That's part of the job. Mm. That's part yeah. of the thing. And the thing I've realized is like this stress, this like worrying about the budget and worrying about, am I getting enough out? Do I have enough to stay this, that, and the other thing, the procrastination that, which is born out of imposter syndrome and self doubt and all of this, that's all the job too. That's all part of the job. That's all yeah. that's, you know, some people's version of self-employment and, and creative work doesn't include that, but mine does. Therefore, but even like, I remember at your previous job, you were still struggling with, with those same issues, though. Like, I was like, you weren't um, good enough or you were falling but behind and all of those things. So, yeah. you know, yeah, but I, it was just interesting. I was like, you know, the way the writing process stands, the, all of that, like combing through the procrastination and the frustration and all of that is mm -hmm. is a part of it. Um. So, excuse so me. Sorry. I'm no, no, no. All, all good. Um. Anyway, I was just saying, like, like, and then with traveling coming up and having to pack and getting everything prepped and wanting it to be good, and then the anticipation of the trip coming up and so forth. It's like mm -hmm. I get to a point where I cannot be in the moment. I cannot. Yeah. Sometimes focus that kind on of what I'm doing is just impossible. Yeah. Uh, this morning I set off this morning I got up and the 
smoke detector in the basement here was beeping. Low battery. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've, it's 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, I, I've, I've owned a home. Life imitates art I or can, whatever. <laughs> I can change, yeah. I can change yeah. a smoke detector. Yeah. And so I went and got two batteries and I stand up on the couch and I reach up and I open it up and I stick the two batteries in and I close it and I think of beep, low battery. And I, it's 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, what's the problem? Is there like a reset button for the battery? So I push the button on top, which is the test button, <laughs> which <laughs> set off every smoke detector in the house. In every bedroom, and at 6.30 in the morning, woke up all 10 people that live here. I don't know if that's life imitates art, but but it's life being very ironic. And I just kind of stood there and went, really? Like, is this the highest level I'm capable? Really? Like, this is... Slicing open two fingers, you know, cutting my mouth on an almond somehow, and then it, don't overthink it, man. Sometimes reality is just a dick. <sighs> Hello, everyone. By the way, welcome to the podcast of the nerds. I'm Ian, and my name is Jack. Howdy, welcome, Jack. What are we doing today? Uh, today, as usual, uh, we'll be talking about what we've been up to re- recently. Uh, then. I will be introducing you guys and Ian to one of my favorite scenes in all of media. Uh, and then we'll be finishing off with a question from a viewer. Uh, Alrighty. Well, um, that, that's been one part of the week. Um, there were a couple other things I wanted to tell you about. Another thing. Um, so, uh, dating... Dating, yes, right. yes, fun, fun times. But yeah, one of the interesting things about it is is like uh, the it's funny. Angel season two has this very heavy mirror theme that they're doing. There's been mirrors in four of the uh, seven episodes so far. It opens with Angel breaking a mirror that he can only yeah. see Team Angel in. He can't see himself, yeah. you know, and that's the 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 metaphor for that first arc. Which is him firing everyone, and uh, the Tishmagev yeah. says you're reflected in the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the uh, it's interesting. So I haven't I'm really dated in eight years. Uh, I've taken running stabs at it. Yeah, you've done some online dating. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, nothing, uh, but it's more not, nothing serious. I, it was always something that I did out of a sense of. I should be doing this, which God, yeah. what a romantic way to meet somebody. I'm here because yeah, I think I, I mean, should be, not because I particularly. When, when we were talking about like stuff like that, ages ago, you were you were saying stuff along the lines of, "Oh, I, I should be sending this amount of messages per per week," and I'm just like, "Well, oh, I was not... trying to gamify it, which is what I do with yeah. everything." Is but like. It's not math, you know? It's... it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But you kind of have a propensity to... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, no shade, but you like to turn everything yeah. into an equation. I'm, the and gaunt, that's okay. On, the, the thing of it is, is online dating is not dating. No. Online no, dating no. is a gauntlet to get through to yeah, meet yeah, someone and start dating. to get a date. Yeah. 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 
Um, and, 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 well, I would not try and gamify dating. Mm -hmm. The gauntlet that is online dating, I felt like, you know, it's kind of like fitness. Like, if I go for a run, but I don't track it, I'm like, eh, maybe I did better. I don't know. But, like, with... If I track the run and the time and whatever, I'm like, okay, yes, this was a little more improved than yesterday. Like, I need the numbers. Yeah. I'm someone who uh, yeah. values. Yeah, that's just that's me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like I said, no shade. That that is you, but yeah. But none, um, nonetheless, like we, you and I have talked about this privately. We called it the, the deep freeze, where mm -hmm. like I couldn't look at a person's profile and be like, oh, wouldn't it? Like, I bet we'd hit it off. Or yeah. I was just like, yeah, there's a person. You know, it uh, it was a little bit of what was uh, in the Wild at Heart, What Wild at Heart Means to Me video that I um, did a while ago, which that video was intended to kind of get me over the hump. And these things are an ebb and flow. So, but anyway, um, and then someone wanders into your life and you're like, oh, oh, I've got a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> the, I don't know, the the best ones can't come out of nowhere the best people like uh you and i we became friends and it kind of came out of nowhere i don't just mean relationships at least for me anyway like the most valuable or or the people that are the, the most important to me a lot of them came out of nowhere, nowhere. yeah i Not mean including I, family i my my opinion is however you find it yeah. even if you need a uh the line from L.A. story is a pickaxe, a, a compass, and night goggles to find them. More power to you. Exactly, you know, I just yeah. was not... I wasn't doing well with the pickaxe, I guess is all, yeah. I, all I would say. But I know I have, friends, I have friends who have are married and they met in, on OK yeah. Cupid. You know? I know a lot of pe people that are either dating or married or whatnot and they, they met online, maybe not even through on, online dating. Um... I have a friend, um, an online friend that I've known since 2007, and he's one of my uh, best friends. He's uh, a guy from Norway, uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, you're, you're never going to watch this, but but uh, hi. <laughs> um, but uh, he met his wife on World of War Warcraft, of all places. I love um, that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've been together for a long while now, and yeah, um, they live together, and yeah, married, and yeah, it's, it's, it's all going well. Well, the, I've, um... the interesting thing uh, that I was going to say, the interesting thing is like, they're talking about mirrors and reflections and stuff like that. You know, a dating relationship is a, a level of intimacy that doesn't really, it just is, it, it's, it's a, it's a different level of intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a certain amount of, like in our, your, our friendship, I may have no barriers with you and i but with you with and someone, i are very open yeah, yeah but with someone you're dating there's a, there's a different level of vulnerability i guess yeah oh certainly yeah i mean yeah as much as we want to we're not gonna lay in each other's arms and talk talk about mushy things eh, it could happen, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> um but the interesting thing is like the ways in which I, so eight years ago, I hadn't started therapy. I hadn't started like, wow, I'm deeply unhappy. Um, mm -hmm. There was a point when I was in San Francisco, I was like, I'm either going to jump off the bridge or I'm going to fix this problem. But I'm yeah. sick of be feeling sick. I'm sick of feeling lost. Yeah. Um, 
something is going to change in this moment. And I, that was when I got myself into therapy and like, you know, sort of the life, the examined life began at that point where before I would say it's a lot of, you know, but you just do the best you can. But like, you know, a therapist is sort of like, here are tools to sort of achieve the version of you that you're looking to. Yeah. Um, to steal the title and the love of the song for a while there, you became comfortably numb. Yeah. Um, and, until I yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and, and until until you weren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the but, um, um, it's but it's an level, easy pit to fall into, though. Yeah, and that level of closeness, like I've started seeing certain ways that I am reflected back at me, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and some of it is yeah, fine, but it's just like I am different than I thought. So, for example, I've realized um, I'm pretty bad at saying goodbye yeah i mean i've, I've noticed that i have like, you have um, i didn't when, know that this is well, new to me okay. within the last couple of days where i'm like oh Especially, i'm real bad at goodbyes it it became very apparent to me when we do the we hang out as a group and we do the movie nights um when it comes time to say goodbye you just get a little like I don't know how to explain it other than I can I can feel the awkwardness a little bit and like it's not bad but it's just it's kind of a quirk that you uh, have but it, you're just it, like now that I've started to see it I just noticed there's a switch in a yeah. conversation I'll be having a conversation with someone and I'll be like I'm done yeah and, yeah, and yeah. I don't um, me I'm not done with them it's not a reflection no, of them I'm just like yeah. Well, see ya. There's a scene th- in Seinfeld where uh, George Elaine, Kramer, and uh, Jerry get off the subway, mm-hmm. and all of them turn to each other and go, "Well," and walk away. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that that feels so good. <laughs> yeah. That feels um, like the goodbye I want to be culturally acceptable." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I wish I could explain it, but it's almost like, like I said before, how you kind of turn turn things into like an equation. It sort of feels just like that. You're like, okay, so I want to leave this conversation out, so I have to say these certain things and whatnot. And it's okay. It's... Don't get me wrong. I love you, man. I, I love you very much. And I'm not trying to throw throw shade here. It's um... well. It's kind of adorable, but see, I don't get those awkward things like that. That's just not a part of who I am. Like if I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, okay, cool. I'll catch you later. I'm off. Yeah. Bye. So what happened was she and I were talking and it was a great conversation. We talked for, I don't know how long. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to go do some things. Uh, uh, I'll catch up with you tomorrow, whatever. And I saw the look in her eye. Where she was sort of like, oh, and I was oh. like, I was like, did I, did I miss? So I brought it up the next day, and I was like, so, is there, a, was that a thing? Like, what's the? She's like, oh, you're just, you're a little abrupt uh, at the end yeah. of the conversations. Like, you know, there's not a gentle sort of like, you're just That's... like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's kind of how it is in in the group. It's the same way. You kind of do it like a bull in a china shop kind of kind of thing. And yeah, it's not 
you're not you're not no. rude and you're not it doesn't leave me going well ian was just a dick like what the hell hell was that about it's nothing like that um yeah it's not yeah. it's not intended uh, it's not a like and it it's not come it's not rude. it's not intended without love it's just like of course I, I, you just maybe don't know how to get out of those I, yeah, situations. I, so you, yeah. I, I despise talking on the phone because I'm very mm. without being able to read people's body language or stuff like that. Like I, I, I find it, I it make it makes me very uncomfortable to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Video chat is better, certainly. But, yeah. but to me, there's still with certain conversations there is um there is an intensity of purpose. You know, if someone calls, they are calling for a reason. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Let's talk yeah. about that. And when that's yeah. done, I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad we had this chat. It's not like I love them less or I care about them less or whatever it is. It's just like we have checked the items off the list. <laughs> Again, you turn it into math. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you dearly. <laughs> we both have stuff to do. Well, yeah. Here endeth the conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing of it is, like, when you're dating or... Uh, it, it requires a bit of nuance and a little care. Well, especially long-distance long, di- uh, long relationships. There's... Um, converse, there, is a, there is an unspoken, broader intent to the conversation mm-hmm. beyond just let's tell each other about our day or let's finish it. And that is let's spend time together. Yeah. You know, and that does not have a ending. That does not have a thing. That does not have a, and I mean, it, it, it yeah, there, there's no like definitive cutoff point. Yeah. For that. And I think that's why in this context, it is kind of emerged where I'm like, Oh, you know, um, uh, I also just have a like the with the ADD and the busy brain crap like just constant mm-hmm. noise and all of this. I'm not always present. I try, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm I I work on it, but sometimes I'm just like, you know, I just lo- get lost for twenty seconds or whatever it is, and and um, you know, so uh, not excuses. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to understand no, the, the phenomena. Uh, it's not it. an excuse, but it's a reason, yeah. and it's a valid re- reason. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But the uh, the <laughs> so I mean, in my head, I'm thinking about like, okay, so what is the gentle? I'm having to teach myself a a, a cultural nicety that I feel like <laughs> other people have uh, down. How old are you now? Forty-one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Well, this was fun. <laughs> I had a great time talking to you. Again, math. Dude, it's not math. It's, it's just human Yeah, but I, there is no I don't, checklist. There is no I don't know a no way of, of learning it without, you know. And the other thing, too, is like, given my anxiety is what it is, now when we get to the end of the conversation, and I feel that switch flip where I'm like, okay, uh, I get it. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah. this is fun? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just interesting, you know. The being That's the thing, right? That's the thing about relationships. It's like uh, be learning about not just another person, but learning about your own idiosyncrasies and, yeah. you know. 
I could ask her to adapt to the cold clothes, or I could try to be like, you know, and this seems like one of those instances where it behooves me to try to, to, yeah. to be like, okay, so this is a good chat, but it's, I'm so awkward uh, in those, someone asked on, uh, in the Facebook group, what is, um, what is the first, I'm, I'm asking you this question too. What is the, who is the first fictional character you ever saw that made you feel seen? I saw that post last night. Yeah, it was a great it. question. I didn't see your reply. Mine was, uh, George McFly from Back to the Future. Yeah. Who made me feel like my internal life was made flesh as a human being all his anxiety and oh so you're gonna go and touch her on her you know yeah. uh um, very much and i still identify with george mcfly even if i present in a way that he does not what about you Yeah, i mean you, you are the total opposite of george mcfly let on me the, tell you on the outside <laughs> that's why i say internal life yeah um what because uh, sorry what no no fictional character that made you feel seen so I, this was a struggle for me because I'm really bad at in, introspection and all of those uh, kinds of things. And I thought about it for a while. You are then, not bad at introspection. Uh, I'm not letting you get away with that, but go I, ahead. I feel like I'm really bad at You're like, not, understanding myself no. and my inner... All right. You're bad at all it right. in the way that everyone is poor at uh, understanding just, themselves. If they begin to seek to try and understand themselves, which many people don't. Mm. Hence the id, personality-driven, emotional-driven, just pure... Not, like, not that it's bad to be driven by emotions. Uh, what I'm saying is uh, the unexamined life. You do not live the unexamined life. But go ahead. No, I don't live the unexamined life. It, it's kind of like if someone was like, tell me about, about yourself. I'm like, uh, I like... I, I like Buffy and, and sandwiches. <laughs> like, I don't freaking know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to good at it, but thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. All right. Um, maybe I'm okay at it, but it requires like, like half an hour of muddled non nonsense before I can strip it all, all the way and then get to who and what I am. I don't know. I, I think, I, I think, I think too much. I think anyway sorry um so i thought about it and, and then i was like oh the first um the, the the first film where i i felt seen and that was uh dizzy harrison from a little film called the new guy uh played by d d jake walls this was early 2000s and basically this dude He's a teenager at high high school. He's a massive loser. He gets bullied and all this hor horrible stuff ha happens. And then he, he goes to a new school. And Eddie Griffin helps him become like super cool and super um, um, fly and all of this stuff. Super fly? Who has said that <laughs> since like 1976? Um, but anyway, so... But, but the film is about, he goes to the new school and bees this um, cool dude, then he realizes that it's all bullshit, and then by the end, he becomes himself again. But I related to that as, a, a lot as a kid, because um, I was a bit of a loser, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, you know, I wasn't cool. In, yeah, um, that was pretty much the first time, I think, that, that, that I felt, felt seen. I just, um, um, yeah. 
high school sucked for me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, junior high school was bad for me. Um, but high school, this last two years of high school, I discovered theater, which is the oh, only reason that we were talking about the difference between presenting like George McFly or George McFly being the internal life and presenting. Well, for me, the difference is probably just theater, you okay. know, uh, yeah. being a theater kid develop, did, you develop um, an external persona. I did theater in high school, but we called it drama here and I loved it. It was a great, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, like. By the way, I, that criticism has been mm-hmm. levied against me as well, which is um, think too much. Uh, uh, and I, I have come full circle with it, where I, mm-hmm. I uh, when I was younger, I sort of overvalued my intellect, and then right. flogged. Yeah things with it and found i was it didn't make me happier mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay so i gotta le- uh, learn to understand this these motions thing mm. you know uh and and have been going through that process but and 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 eventually i ended up to a point where i was like ah, i think i think too much i think i uh, i'm too too whatever now i think that might be nonsense i think that that certain people are People are just different, you know. I have I have yeah. friends who don't uh, sit and do the self examination thing, and are married and happy and own places and are working well and have all the trappings of you know success and comfort and all of that. And I have, uh, but that's not me. I didn't inherit right. okay. that. I didn't. I, I I didn't get that. I didn't get that role. It's like Archer and Sterling, the two young boys here. One of them's four, the other one's six. They could not be more different. Mm-hmm. One of them is a bulldozer that runs into walls and demands exactly what he wants all the time. And the other one is quiet, soft-spoken, you know, will occasionally do something wrong and feel so guilty about it, he goes and stands in the corner and cries <laughs> silently. <laughs> yeah. And they do not have enough accumulated life experience... Mm-hmm. to explain the differences between the two of them. Neither right. of them come from a broken home. You know, it, it's been the same place, the same parents, the same siblings, like, stable, pretty stable. Mm-hmm. So to some degree, one of them may have been born very sensitive and introspective, yeah. and the other one is the next president of the United States. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Uh, the the they both rolled for you know one of them they rolled a 20-sided die for intelligence, emotion, strength, mm-hmm. whatever based on the criteria the range that their parents uh gave them. And they came up with twos or 20s or 18s or whatever. I got the one that has this turned on constantly, right? Right. Yeah. So the distinction that I've started to make is like I'm just going to if I don't manage the thought, mm-hmm. it will inevitably go. But it's going to be mm-hmm. spent on garbage. It's going to be right, spent okay. on self-hatred, it's going to be spent on anxiety, it's going to be spent mm-hmm. on So what I try and do is redirect it productively to be like, okay, so like like uh, 
in in a situation like uh, my insecurities when it comes to dating it's like they're gonna come up you know i i i I don't i'm not like oh i'm thinking too much because that's blaming me for having the self-hating thought of you know what if i'm a bad kisser for example right (laughs) okay uh that thought's just gonna come up you know yeah so was that a choice that i had that thought am i thinking too much well by one interpretation sure but i can also take a moment and be like i have no idea how this is gonna go i have no idea um you know my my uh, i have friends who wouldn't have had that thought do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Therefore, they don't think too much, but I do. Like, I mm-hmm. think the amount that I'm going to think, mm-hmm. you know, and that can be, right. but I can manage that and and direct it in a healthy fashion, or it can be driven yeah. by all that insecurity and anxiety and all of that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and say so like. I feel as though like I do, I do try to un- understand myself and I try to have like in introspective thought and I'm very, um, I try, I'm especially for the last couple of years trying to un- understand why I do the things that, that I do, why I have the certain thought patterns that I do, the anxieties and insecurities sure. that, that I have and I will often sit and just mull it over, but I just feel like I never reach any kind of con- conclusion. I never find an answer. And that's why I feel like I suck at the introspective stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I think early on, like, it just helps to have, you know, like one of the things, we're talking about reflections. One of the uh, the things about a therapist is, like, they provide a mirror to sort of, like, sort through that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. In, yeah, nothing nothing corrects itself in a vacuum. Mm. But, I mean, on the other hand, you know, there, that, that also, you're, you're also just on the journey that you're on. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, us human beings, we're constantly evolving. Like, right. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. Hey, I'm not the same person I was at the start of this year. Honestly, I have grown more this year than, than I have in the previous 30 years. This may have been a doubt. big growth year for a lot of us. <laughs> That's what I like. Yeah. Deep, well, deep confrontation. Not uh, just the apocalypse, but I've also had some personal stuff happen. That's like, yeah. I don't know. I've become more confident. I've, 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 I've fought some some demons and shaken off some can cancers and whatnot. And um, don't get me wrong, things are still still tough. But I'm starting therapy soon myself. Yeah. Um, well, we're never done. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah, we're never done. In- Exactly. It's just like They're constantly evolving, and and that's why, like you may think think you figure yourself out or something, but in a couple of years you're going to be a completely different right. person again. I didn't mean so. to jump on that so strenuously. It's just like no, uh, the more I thought about it, the more I was, you know, you can get through a job interview fearlessly, or you can. Mm-hmm you know, ask someone to marry you without contemplating if they say Mm. no, or you can do all these things, more power to you, you know, like wonderful, but we're all different. But you're still kind of, but you're still kind of bullshitting yourself at the end of the day too, because like that person could say no uh, to the marriage. Well, I mean, the the idea of being present is like sort of letting the, the inevitability sort themselves Uh, out and to just be be brave in the moment, which I sure, But but on which the, I've done quite a bit as of late. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been that kind of year, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really has. But I, but on the other hand, I think too much just becomes more self hatred to me. It just becomes more of a reason to be like, God, stop it, just stop it, as opposed to like, <laughs> you know, one of many things we have having common, yeah. my friend. Yeah, um, same stuff. Well, I completely went off uh, what we had planned to talk about in this particular section because I felt like. So, um, what I was talking about was a little bit more interesting. I had a, uh, I also sold well, I'm something now so we can talk as long as we, we want. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, that's sort of a little bit about how my week has been going. What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I've had a sort of a mixed bag of a, of, of a week. Um, it seems like so, that's going around. Yeah. Um, so we haven't done a podcast in a, couple of weeks now we no missed, we missed last week yeah yeah and we planned to film the other day but we just had stuff going on and i couldn't sleep and then i slept in and yeah crazy crazy stuff but yeah. um last time i spoke about uh the whole bed bug or ordeal and that's more or less sorted now i've, I've had two uh pesky control treat treatments and it's I'm just hoping that it works. Um, so far, so so good. But I have been been told I might need one more treatment. Um, I really hope not because I'm already down three hundred and forty six dollars. Luckily, they're letting me pay it off, so it's not a big chunk of money. But it's still three hundred forty six dollars, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I've. Um, I think I mentioned how I had to pack pack up a lot of my stuff and put it in storage. I've got all, all, all my stuff back. I've started um, unpacking. You see this very specific frame because outside of here, it's 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 chaos. But I'm working on it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting on it. I saw a um, a uh, uh, a tweet from a woman who had appeared on CNN as a specialist. Mm -hmm. And her background was very organized. And it was her tweet. And she said, just so you don't think I'm dishonest. And it was a shot from the I saw side. This yeah, it was a yeah. shot from the side. And you see the rest of the room. And it's yeah. covered in toys and, uh, and all she, of that. She was in her underwear or something. Yeah, we're all just getting yeah. by. That's all. We're yeah, all just getting by. Exactly. No one knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but some good stuff came out of it. Like I've 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 rearranged some furniture and stuff, and done done some things I've been meaning to, to do for years. Um, I've put my my computer on on a much larger uh, desk, um, so I've got more uh, room, and I've set up my television as as a second mo monitor, which you have been prodding and poking me to do for, for yeah. a while now, because uh, my television hadn't been used in probably four or five years because I never watched TV. Um, I had a PS3 a while ago, but uh, once I, I bought a high-end gaming uh, PC, I never used it, so I sold it. And my television has just been sitting there collect, collecting dust. So now I've got it set up as a second monitor, and it's it's really helpful. It's, it's really helpful. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, um, the whole thing, again, is just it, it was just a super stressful process. And, like, I had to... Part of uh, getting rid of bed bed bugs is you have to wash every garment of of, of clothing, every curtain, every, every towel, and whatnot. And here in my uh, building, we have communal laundries. There's uh, one on each floor, and uh, for pretty much this whole year, uh, the washing machines on on my floor keep breaking down. 
Um, and seriously, I've washed more clothing in a sink than I have in a freaking washing machine this That's year. Rough. And um, so I, they broke down on the day that I was getting all my washing done. Um, and so I got in touch with my landlord and I'm like, look, it's super important. I need to do this washing. And then we're like, oh, we'll send someone to uh, check, check it out. So like 20 minutes later, I got a call from a dude and was like, oh yeah, I just fixed the washing machine, blah, 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 blah. And I go and check and it's still freaking broken. Um, wrong floor. Wrong, yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah. I don't know. Wrong something. But then, um, long story short, they were kind of dicks about it for a while, but then they let me go on to another floor and do all of my washing and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's pretty much over, over now, I guess. I just need to um, slowly unpack and do all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just been a stressful time. I um, And then on top of that now, this is a completely first world problem. So let, let me just preface that. Because, like, I know this is very first world problem, but yeah. uh, I was uh, hanging out with my D&D group because we play uh, D&D &D online. Um, I joined a group a while ago through a mutual friend of ours. And um, all, all of a sudden, the left earphone on my, uh, my high-end, quite expensive headset just abruptly stopped wor working. I'm like, really? Like, like, this is the cherry on top of the shit cake. Um, and so I tried everything to fix it, uninstalled drivers, do all that stuff. And then so I get in touch with SteelSeries, uh, the, the manufacturer. And the first response I get is, Have, uh, you should try uninstalling, reinstalling dry drivers. I'm like, <gasps> cool, yeah. that's the process. But like, I'm a, I'm a tech savvy dude. That's like the, the first thing. Yeah, I've done telephone tech support though. It's the worst job in the world. Yeah. It's a script, and they yeah. have to follow a process. I, I get that. But um, long story short, after a bit of a back and forth, they, because it's still under warranty, I only bought the headset in February this year. Uh, they're sending me a new one. But uh, And so, like, I, I got to give props to SteelSeries uh, Customer Service because they were really, really good. Um, the headset, the new he headset is on its way. But, um... Part of the warranty process was I had to destroy the the old headset, and it felt so strange. <laughs> so it was kind of like it was like. Did you have to send them the picture of it destroyed? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah destroyed. And and they wanted like a picture of the left side, a picture of the front side, and like it was a whole That's bun, bunch of pictures. I've st I've still gotten it here because they told me not to throw it away until I get the new headset. But um. But they told it you to was... break it before you get the new headset. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to break it before they would give me the coupon to order a new one. See, um, in the States, you just would have sent it back. Yeah, I mean, that was an option. But I think because um, they sent me the warranty instructions and, and they said I might have to destroy it or send it back. And maybe because of COVID and everything, they, they just thought, screw it. Just it, just wreck it and show us. Um but it was, it felt kind of good and liberating, <laughs> but it also felt very wrong and gross. And again, I got to give credit to Steel Series because it wasn't easy to break. Like, oh. it wasn't super hard, but it wasn't easy. Like, yeah. It's a strong build quality, but um, yeah, so it was fun, but weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a new head, head, headset is on the way. But um, 
it has but some good stuff that's happened or one good good thing that's happened recently now this this might be a little bit of a rant i'm gonna try and condense it and to not get too muddled but w it, it's me we're talking to here so yeah, we'll see what happens all good. <laughs> so over here we have this thing called uh the national disability insurance scheme um it's and from wikipedia um then the National Disability Insurance Scheme is an insurance support scheme of the of the Australian government that funds costs associated with disability. Legislated in, in 2013, but didn't come into full effect until 20, 2020. And so using the word insurance is a little misleading because with insurance, you you pay a premium, a monthly right. pre premium, and then if something goes wrong, the the insurance comp company help, helps you. I don't have to pay any premium for this, but as I said, what it is is it's I get uh, funding for different uh, supports related to my disability. So um, about a month ago now, I went into uh, what is called a planning meeting um, where I basically say all the stuff I need um, and then the person who runs the meeting, um, she kind of works for the NDIS, but then she basically writes a report and then takes it to a delegate from the NDIS who then approves or denies all, all the stuff I've, I've asked for. And um, I received confirmation the other day that I basically got everything I asked for, which is oh, great. Yeah, um, good deal. Yeah. Um, last year, uh, the big thing for me last year was I was trying to get a new uh, wheel wheelchair. Yeah. And um, what happened was um, the way the way that works. Sorry, I'm getting muddled. Here. No, no, it's okay. The way that works is um, with the with the expensive uh, items you have to go out with an occupational ther therapist Sh shout out to my ot sally who uh watches these and then uh you you pick a wheel wheelchair and then you have to submit another re report to the ndis and the ot has to make the argument of like um that this person needs this specific uh piece of equipment because um, a cheaper option will not be appropriate for, for this reason and that reason and whatnot. Um, because the NDIS, well, with any government thing, they're always trying to cut, cut, cut costs and, and, and get cheaper things and whatnot. Um, so yeah, getting the wheelchair was a freaking nightmare because it just took ages. And then, um, yeah, I remember how excited you were when you did get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just, it took so long and i just feel like it's more complicated than it need needs to be but anyway whatever so i i got approved for my funding this year i got everything i wanted and i think i have a support budget of seventy thousand dollars this year which is really good but that's not i don't just now get a check for seventy thousand dollars sure <laughs> it's not de deposited in into my bank bank or anything a lot of it is um, already allocated to um, physiotherapy, um, a psychologist, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and I do, um, I, I can buy like some low cost things that I need. So, like, for example, I've bought um, an electric uh, pump for my wheelchair tires and stuff like that. But um, so I can do things like that, but I can't just go and spend $1,000 at Sideshow Collectibles or something like oh, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the NDIS, it's, um, I always get really nervous around planning time because I don't like going in and being like, Hey, I'm disabled. Can I have free stuff, please? Yeah. It just, it makes me feel weird and, and gross and I hate it. Um, it's kind of weird yeah. that they make you sing for your supper. You know what it's I mean? Kind of like they like, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, we have a very big divide in this country between people who believe in universal health care and those who don't. And and I, I, it, it, it would be difficult for me. I think that the 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 argument would have to be made for um, by the person who didn't believe in universal health care, which is not where I fall. Because I think that those sorts of... It seems to me there are ways of building in protections for the money, which mm -hmm. I think is what they're looking to do, yeah. that don't involve a talent show. Yeah. You know. And also, they, they do have to be careful because you don't want people spending money of course. that they shouldn't be, be spending on things they shouldn't be spending right. on. Yeah. Um, but it, again, it's just a weird... It seems like, yeah, it's just, it's a, I mean, there is no perfect system, of course, but no, it's a no, weird. I, I think the biggest problem is there is a lot of bureaucratic red tape surrounding it and a lot of pro, pro process. And I think it's just more complicated than it needs to be, but I don't know what goes into creating a scheme like that. So yeah, I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, like I'm really happy about it, and now things are settled, and I can I can relax because it's just it's uh, it can be very, very very annoying. But actually, uh, one good thing. So I'm getting a new bed at some point, but this is like a fancy bed that goes up and down. The back comes up, and it's got a little remote can control and stuff. But that'll be another uh, thing where we go and look at beds, pick one, and then we submit a report, and then. I forget about it and wait either a long time or a short amount of time for the NDS to approve it. But I'm super excited because uh, the bed I have right now, it's a bed and, and, and it's fine, but it's not very comfortable and I have a bad back. And so yeah. there are days I wake up with a sore, sore back and I'm like, well, I should be working out right now, but my back is killing me. So I'm not going to do, do that. Um, Seems like... Yeah. Bad back is like the shorthand description of what spina bifida is. They, <laughs> yeah. They... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to write that down and quote that. Like, yeah, that's the very, very basics of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, based Bad on back. the way I, I, for those not listening, I'm not just being insensitive. Jack, I asked Jack to describe <laughs> to me the nature of, uh, what he deals with offline the other day and uh the way you explained it to me it was like it's all about the back and specifically yeah I, anyway it just struck me that that was it's a it's a messed up spine that causes a shitload of nerve damage is one that is yeah um, spina bifida is latin for split or divided spine and very, very basically means there there is a gap in my spine. I think I said that on on the first pod, podcast, but I am the king of repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, so me too. welcome to the show. I've been and subjecting gentlemen. them to repeated stories for twenty six years or twenty six episodes. The um, <laughs> this year just feels like twenty six years because of the uh, yeah. yeah the the whole deal. 
Um, well, I we always uh, I always prefer to chat than our uh, uh, so let's yeah the proper segments uh, than the proper segments. I want to do the segment that you uh, are producing, and then we're we're going to skip mine uh, today and go right into the reading. Oh, so what did you have planned for us today? Well, so, um, Ian, yes, a little Jack. while ago, uh, you showed me one of your favorite scenes, and we talked about it. Uh, Valerie's, Valerie's letter, letter yeah, from V for Vendetta. V for, for Vendetta. You, you did a reading of it that we listened to, if I'm, if I'm not, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in that same vein of things, I wanted an opportunity to share with you and the audience one of my favorite scenes. Uh this is a scene from Sons of Anarchy, Season 7, Episode 10, Faith and Despondency. Um, I won't go into the show itself too much. I love the first couple of seasons, then after that it goes off the rails a bit, or a lot. Um, but anyway, what we're going to watch, uh, this is a scene between Tig, uh, a member of the Sons of Anarchy motorcycle gang, played by Kim Coates, and Venus, a trans woman played by Walton Goggins. Uh, I haven't watched this series in, in a while, and I've only watched it once, but initially, um, I believe what happens is, is Tig sort of becomes in, in, enamored with v Venus, and they have like a sexual relationship of sorts, but that just kind of e escalates and then leads to this scene that we're, we're about to watch. Um, of course, due to... Uh, copyright issues. We can't show the the scene, uh, but we'll leave a link uh, in uh, the show notes, either on YouTube or wherever else we're going to host uh, the uh, the pod podcast. And uh, so, what I suggest is you pause, pause us, go and watch the scene for yourself, and then come back. And uh, yeah, we'll be having a chat yeah i have not watched this one before i i did not do That's a correct. reading so this will be me watching it for the first time oh, that was great <sighs> yeah it's um <laughs> oh it gives me the feels every single time man um you know there's so much to love about that scene yeah me um first of all walt walton goggins and kim codes give such an incredible heartfelt performance um I really get the feeling that they really cared about this scene and the characters that they were playing, and um, I, I think I think that really really shines through. Um, you know, I think if it were done by lesser a actors, it could have come across as kind of kind of cheesy. It could have fallen flat, but it, it, it's just done really really well. Um, but yeah, like I, I've only watched a show through once, and as as I said. Sorry, but it's interesting. It's like I kind of want that scene to just live in my head that way. I don't want to know how they got there. I don't want to know where they go afterwards. Like yeah. that. Um, the whole idea for the one perfect scene thing, which we never really cauterized mm -hmm. or clarified, codified, was um, to me. I think that that's a nice uh, embodiment of it. Yeah, yeah. Where right. where it's Cause, like because it doesn't matter what came before doesn't or matter what it's... what came before or after. And the thing that I th I, right. I kind of like about that is, um, you know, it's impossible for me to 
to know by the way um there's a theater outside my door here and there's a movie playing out there if you're getting uh, sound from that i apologize it's impossible for me to to uh, through the buffy guide we've talked a lot about representation and and all of that and um mm-hmm. And, you know, me being me and not needing to dive into uh, stories or experiences of people other than myself uh, who look like this very often, it's been a huge learning experience for me to write for for the episode guide to think about Gunn, to think about the first Slayer, and to think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, those kinds of characters and the ideas of representation and stuff like that. But I think, like, one of the the goals of representation is when the stories no longer become about just being that minority Mm -hmm. or being that you know i I think that we need those we we need those we need those uh, those those stories but i think also one component of that is just seeing two people in love or just yeah, you know exactly, like exactly uh, yeah. you know i think you need both absolutely yeah. and and yeah. you know hopefully we're seeing more stories about um you know the i mean you know to say even reuse the word minority is is weird because you're talking about you know people in a wheelchair or uh um racial minority it's so it's so broad but you're just talking about that whole idea we were talking about before of you know people feeling seen or Mm. um seeing themselves in characters or saying you can i don't need a white guy in order to do that but um nonetheless but i think that 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 scene stood out to me as interesting because you know again it was just two people Exactly. You know, uh, in, exactly. In that scene, um, which I think is a, a, is an important component of proper, you know, yeah. spectrum representation. Yeah. Look, I'm a I'm a straight white cis dude, so I'm not claiming to speak for any group or whatnot. But like that scene in in portraying it as just two people who who love each other, it kind of we're talking about vis- vis- visibility. It sort of gives visibility to, to trans people and it normalizes it and nor- normalizes tra- trans relationships and, and shows it in this really beautiful and meaningful light. And I, I just think that's very important. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought it was yeah. great. Um, yeah. And uh, that's the second thing I've seen Walton Goggins in that is mm-hmm. other than justified. Okay. Um, where he plays Boyd, uh, we were, we okay. talked I, about we I talked about Boyd it. and Justified when we were talking about um, uh, our ideal masculinity. All right. <laughs> our ideal. No, no, we were talking about our ideal. Uh, we were talking about fashion, and I sort of like Boyd. Sort of idealizes oh, like yeah. the sort of masculine quaff mm-hmm. to me, um, and seeing him in this was great. He's He's wonderful. I think he's very... Dude needs more work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another thing I really love love about it is like, you know, like Venus has fallen in love with uh, Tig, but she believes that he's basically using, using her for, for thrills or whatever. But 
then yeah, Tig surprises her by essentially turning around and saying that he he loves her her too. And I, I don't know how to explain it other than to, to say it's just so pure and it's so self selfless. And we were talking about before about visibility and what whatnot and how it, it just it gender and all of that thing uh, and all of those those things simply don't matter here in this scene because we just have two people it's about their relationship each other yeah they, exactly yeah. they yeah, yeah they, they're they're just trying to sort out the way in which they relate to each other and that you know yeah. the circumstances of that could have been many different things it happened that mm. you know he talked about his um the crisscross in which he finds himself and accepting himself and so forth, you know, but it could have been a long distance relationship. It could have been a number of other things with that. What I got was two people trying to figure out a complicated relationship. Exactly. And, and, and look, I, I, I love, yeah, you know, I love the, um, you know, the the trans visibility and the norm normalizing of, of of it and all that. But at the end of the day, it it doesn't really matter because it's just true people who who love each other. Yeah. And the, the, the scene exuded a very nice warmth, which I think you you can't fake, you know, there's a warmth and a chemistry and an, uh, an honesty to it that I really enjoyed. That's why I said, like, I really think they truly cared about uh, their uh, char- characters, and I, I, that scene clearly meant meant a lot to to them because there was, it didn't seem like acting, it really didn't. They both went to some some place where they were a- able to get the the the, the emotion or something, but uh, yeah, like just incredible performances and um kim Coates and both walton goggins are amazing um tig tig is actually my favorite uh character in the show he is uh really cool and but yeah um i just wanted to show you that and share it with the audience because it it, it, it's beautiful and just means a hell of a lot to me i think it's a wonderful scene well we should ask you guys um is there a scene so we've now done v for vendetta we've done uh sons of anarchy um, do you have a scene from a particular movie or television show that you feel like is just a perfect scene that you'd love us to watch? That uh, is a wonderful idea. Yeah, to, to have a conversation about. Not necess- Again, I think what's interesting about this exercise is sort of like scenes that, that, that transcend the context or mm-hmm. uh, can be enjoyed out of the context. Um, uh, so drop a comment down below yeah. or shoot us an email at yeah. thepassionofthenerd at gmail.com. Yeah, and, or come uh, and uh, hit us up on Twitter or something. Yeah, definitely, because I would love to, to do that. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, part of the reason uh, there wasn't a podcast last week was, um, you know, Jack and I had had kind of off weeks together. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a lot of Destiny 2, maybe not a lot of other stuff, and we just didn't yeah. feel like it would have made it for a particular, yeah. particularly interesting discussion for yeah. you all. Yeah. Um, and I realized that that means we end up skipping a reading, um, and I've been yeah. trying to decide whether or not I should just, in those cases, we should put out a reading with yeah. uh without context but yeah. um if you have th- ideas or things that you'd love us to chat about mm. by all means uh let us yeah. know and um yeah like if we if you and i are off and we don't feel like we have a lot to, to talk about we don't want to release something that we're not ha- happy with that, right. we, that we feel is sub sub subpar um 
obviously it's never gonna gonna be per- perfect like i was kind of un- unhappy with with the last pod- podcast but that's all my insecure yes. nonsense that, that that means nothing i'm sure it was totally fine i'm just a big self-loather <laughs> um but yeah that could be fun yeah, yeah and i'd rather put out the podcast infrequently but the discussions be um more fun to listen to than to exactly. just nail the quality the over quantity yeah any day yeah um well great so yeah let us know um if there's a particular scene you love and uh we can seek that out and maybe have that discussion uh later on down the line although i don't know i think maybe um also it helps to have someone representing the perspective of the scene or the love for the scene in the discussion but we can play with it experiment and um uh see what's possible well before we get to the fanfic reading i just want to let you know that i'm at ian nitram on twitter and i'm at lack of surprise one that's all one word with the number one at the end and um i mean i it occurs to me now, I say youtube.com slash passion of the nerd. The link to the um, podcast YouTube channel is in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version. Um, if you'd like to support the channel and keep us in... Uh, bed knobs and bro- broomsticks. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what we... Uh, you know, well, we'll just say therapy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> therapy. You can do so at patreon.com slash passion of the nerd. Uh, with $5 and up club, you can join us in the hangout uh, in, I think it's less than two weeks. We'll be talking about Buffy yeah. versus Dracula and the Angel episode Judgment. Um, oh, we're starting those. Oh, yeah, we're starting season five, two. Um, or you can grab yourself something. Or you can grab yourself something from the from passionofthenerd.com forward slash store. Uh, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, all of the regular stuff you'd expect to find in an online store. You can uh, go and grab, grab yourself some uh, sexy swag and you'll be su- supporting us. All right. Let's go to the fanfic reading now. Here is Gone by Terry Boda, Chapter 30. Um, And again, I'm recording tonight and there's a little bit of background audio, so I apologize for that. Spike spent the next two days bundled up in gauze and ace wrap on a cot set up in the summer's basement. Deemed too injured to care for himself by Joyce, Buffy was ordered to make him comfortable downstairs until he could function on his own. He had only brief, hazy memories of those 48 hours and most of them were of someone shoving blood down his throat. After two days, vampire healing had mended him enough for him to be able to stand on his own and speak without coughing up blood. He was still weak, though, and his newly closed wounds would reopen and spill blood if he moved the wrong way. As such, he spent most of his time lying down on the couch, with the living room curtains drawn securely shut, watching television. On the fourth day, he fell asleep during General Hospital and was awakened by the thundering horde of estrogen that was the summer's household arriving home. In the past 96 hours, he had witnessed firsthand what it was like to live with three strong-willed women, one of whom was a full-bore adolescent, and all of his fantasies of what life would be like 
Were he to be welcomed into the summer's inner circle, were shattered completely. To be honest, he wasn't certain any man could live it and survive. Between the constant yammering and fighting over the bathroom and the female hormones floating around, he was amazed that he hadn't gone completely insane. Still, he quickly learned the value in making himself as small and quiet as possible so he wouldn't get dragged into another snit between the girls or the girls and their mother. Huddling down in his blankets, he did his best to imitate a pile of discarded laundry tossed on the couch with only the top of his head and his eyes exposed. If I just lay low and keep my mouth shut, they might not notice me. Spike, you're upstairs, Dawn cried happily, rushing over. Oh, balls. The team immediately began fussing over him. How are you feeling? Are you in any pain? Do you need anything? I'm fine, bit. Just resting and watching telly. He whispered, trying to make himself sound worse than he actually was. Well, you look better, and your voice is way stronger. I'll be ready to go back to my crypt soon, he hedged, hopefully. Not tonight you won't be, Joyce said, appraising him with a mother's eye and seeing right through him. He did his best to look innocent. Mom has a date, Dawn announced, flopping onto the couch. Spike looked at Joyce and smiled. Does she now? Getting back in the single scene, eh, Joyce? More like single with children, Joyce replied, concern and uncertainty in her voice. Mom got three new dresses today, just for her date. Mom, Mom, go put them on. They're really nothing special or fancy, Joyce tried, but Dawn was insistent. Mom, please, I want to see them. Besides, we need to make sure they're appropriate attire for a first date. Where did you learn to talk like that, young lady? Joyce asked, incredulous. Dawn fixed her baby browns on her mother and blinked. Society and values in history class. Joyce rolled her eyes and gave in. All right, all right. Yay, I'll help. Dawn said, enthused, hopping off the couch, grabbing shopping bags and dashing up the stairs. Shaking her head, Joyce followed, leaving Buffy alone with him. She looked at him and he looked at her, but she did not come close. She'd been quiet and civil during his time here, not snarky or argumentative, and for that he was grateful. She kept her distance, but was there if he needed anything, and she didn't hesitate to help if he required something. She didn't mention his loving her, and neither did he. Buffy was well into denial, and he was too damaged to get into an emotional tete-a-tete with her. Considering how things had happened before, however, this time around was a vast improvement. At least this time the encounter with Drew hadn't resulted in his chaining Buffy to a wall, offering to kill Drew or threatening to let Drew kill her, and his invite to the Summers' house being revoked. Not that having Drew use him as a butcher's block had been all that pleasant, nor was it something he would ever want to experience again, but those wounds would heal. This time, he was still welcome in the Summers' home, albeit warily, and he had two out of three Summers' women doting on him like mother hens. <clears throat> you do look better, Buffy said, shaking him out of his thoughts. I mean, you still look dead, but for a while there you look deader than dead. I can see a definite improvement. Thanks ever so. She fell silent and looked uncomfortable for a few moments. So anything good on TV? Spike shook his head. Just news and soaps. 
And you know how soaps are. Stop watching for two months, you come back to find the same characters suffering the same torments, only now they know they're all secretly related. Buffy, Buffy giggled and her shoulders relaxed. He found that if he could make her laugh, she would let down her guard a bit and stop trying so hard to figure him out. And is Timmy a real boy yet? She teased. He gave her a grin. Nope, still a doll, but he's hoping. Oh, say, what time is it? Buffy looked at her watch, 4.12. Oh, BBC America was running a Changing Rooms marathon, he remembered, grabbing the remote and changing the channel. Buffy wrinkled her nose. Changing Rooms? Is that anything like Trading Spaces, that TV show where two neighbors destroy rooms in each other's houses and get designers to help? No, no, this is the original show that had neighbors destroying each other's rooms. Sudden trading places was just you yanks stealing our idea because you couldn't come up with an original one on your own. Is it funnier than trading spaces? I mean, I saw an episode where the woman designer put moss all over these people's bedroom wall. She came closer, and he made room for her on the other side of the couch. It's brilliant. I love it when the people hate it and they cry. Saw that Ponce Lawrence get shoved into a pool once. It was great. She perched on the very edge of the couch as the program returned from commercials to rejoin the red team in the midst of converting someone's attic bachelor pad into a Costa Rican love nest. Ew, that is the brightest shade of orange I've ever seen in my life, Buffy commented. They're British, pet. We never get to see the sun, so bright colors look wonderful to us. The camera closed in on a second can of paint, this one deep turquoise. Ew, are they colorblind too? Spike just chuckled and settled in to watch Buffy react to the show. She was so caught up in being repulsed by British fashion sense that she didn't notice that he was staring at her. She was so expressive and alive that he almost started to cry. He missed, he'd missed her vibrant personality so much after Willow had resurrected her. It was a gift to see it now. A few minutes later, Joyce came down to model her first dress and the television was turned off. Spike made more room on the couch, and he and Dawn and Buffy played audience to Joyce's modeling. The first two dresses were very nice, but the third was a knockout. It was a long, black slip dress with a calf-length slits up each side and painted lilies on the front. What do you think? Joyce asked, taking a small spin in front of them. I might like it more than the others. Could you spin again? Buffy answered. Joyce obliged and spun once more. Oh, I'm not sure. Once more, Dawn said. Joyce turned and Spike caught the mischievous glints in the girl's eyes. Now could you spin the other way? Buffy requested innocently, and Spike had to bite the inside of his cheek to keep from laughing. Joyce started to turn in the opposite direction, but then stopped, wising up to her daughter's antics. You're messing with me. Dawn and Buffy giggled. We just wanted to see how many times you, we could get you to do that, Buffy admitted. Was that... Five or four and a half, Dawn joked. So is anyone going to talk about the dress, Joyce asked. It's very nice, Joyce. Like that one on you, Spike replied. Joyce put her hands on her hips. You said that about the other two dresses, Spike. Spike shrugged. It's true, though you do look particularly radiant in that one, he smoothed, turning on the charm. She flushed and looked pleased. I like it, Dawn said definitively. Joyce suddenly became uncertain. You're sure? It's not too... 
you know, momish. Oh, that was why I liked it, Dawn said. You're... You're both crazy. It's not momish at all, Buffy insisted. It's sexy. It screams, Randy Sex Kitten, buy me one more drink, and I'll... She paused and grimaced. Wait, that's not really good either. Joyce looked to Spike, and he knew he was in trouble. Spike? Uh, it's definitely a dress a mature, attractive woman such as yourself would wear. Joyce sighed. Oh, I'm so glad you agreed to... Oh, God, what time is it? 4.23, Buffy replied, looking at her watch. You have lots of time till 7. Vast acres of time in which you could plant crops. Now tell me about this Brian and what his intentions are. Yeah, Mom. There was this mystery man who wants to sweep you off your feet. Spike piped up, enjoying Joyce's nervousness. Maybe he's a gigolo. Was his shirt all shiny? Dawn asked, worried. Could you see his chest there? Was he wearing lots of, lots of gaudy jewelry? The rings will give him away every time, Spike added seriously, but his eyes were laughing. No, he works at a publishing house. A nice, normal guy, okay? Joyce explained. I met him my first day back at the gallery when I was still kind of shaky. You know, starting over. He asked a question about these antique cameos, and I was so lost because Carol did the ordering while I was sick. But it turned out he didn't know anything about them either, so he, we had a lot to talk about. So what's the plan for tonight? Dawn questioned. Dinner and then a movie. Or maybe it was a movie then dinner, which might be better because then we can talk about the movie. Or maybe a movie isn't good at all because you can't talk during and then what's the point of it? Also, what kind of restaurant? One with candles and romantic music or is that pushing it? Joyce answered, unsure. I think a date should be in a real fancy restaurant, then champagne at a nightclub with floor show, then ballroom dancing, Dawn said. Unfortunately, we're not dating in a movie from the 30s. Spike? Joyce asked, pinning him with a worried, expectant gaze. Spike squirmed and punted. When in doubt, remind him you're a vampire. Oh, I don't know, Joyce. In my time, a good time for me and Drew was eating the floor show in the nightclub Bit was talking about. Joyce rolled her eyes and looked to her eldest. Buffy, what do you think? Should I try and make things romantic or sort of let him set the pace? Oh, no. Dr. Love Buffy is not in. I'm not qualified to give dating advice. Seriously, Joyce, it's all, it's all about chemistry. If this Brian bloke and you have it, then you'll know what to do, he offered. Joyce wrung her hands and bit her lip. Oh, God. Brian, what time is it now? 4.24, one minute after you asked us the last time. You sure this dress is okay? Spin again, real fast this time, Dawn said, grinning. Two and a half hours later, two of the walking estrogen bombs were ready to leave. Joyce, radiant in her dress and makeup, was awaiting her date, and Buffy, even more radiant in a gold sweater and black pants, was heading out to a spring break party at Sunnydale University. Spike had urged her to go have a little fun time, that he and Dawn would be fine on their own. That was when Joyce announced that Giles would be coming over to keep an eye on Dawn and attend to the undead English patient. Okay, Mom, Xander's here. Have fun on your date, Buffy announced as she bounded out the door. Spike followed her bouncing hair enviously, wishing he could go with her. He loved to watch her dance, but it would save him the humiliation of getting thrown through a window by that Warren Geek's sex bot. Good night, honey. Have a good time, Joyce called after her.
He heard the sound of a car door closing, and then the vehicle drove off. Dawn was upstairs in her room, so he and Joyce were alone. Ignoring the protesting of his wounds, he rose to his feet and approached her. "'You really do look stunning in that dress, Joyce,' he said honestly. Joyce flushed and smiled. "'Thank you, Spike. How are you feeling?' The woman's smile widened. "'Really, really good. The headaches are gone, and I feel wonderful.' "'Doc, have you and medication?' he hedged. Joyce shrugged. "'I'm supposed to be taking Comadin, but it makes my gums bleed something terrible.' He frowned. "'And Joyce, if the doc says you should take it, maybe you need to talk to him about a different drug.' if that one's not working for you. It's, it's a blood thinner, Spike. I take aspirin instead. He gave her an incredulous look, and she rolled her eyes. I'm fine, really. And who's the mom here, anyway? You are, Joyce. He answered immediately. He might be a vampire, but he was a well-trained one. That's right, and I know what I'm doing, so don't worry about me. His vampire hearing caught the sound of a car pulling into the drive. Your date's here, Mom, he told her. She immediately smoothed her dress and fluffed her hair. How do I look? He gave her a tender smile. Radiant. She looked at him gratefully, and he added, And do know that if this bloke is anything but a perfect gentleman, I'll contract out to have someone eviscerate him and hand him his intestines, since I can't do it myself. Her smile faded but then she laughed and shook her head, opening the door. Good night, Spike. Rupert will be here around eight. Keep Dawn and yourself out of trouble until then. What? That mean I can't sell your furniture and dance to rock music in my boxers. Joyce gave him a look that turned evil, and he suddenly knew where Buffy got her impish streak. You don't wear boxers, Spike. Giving him a final smile and ignoring his stunned look, she walked out to join her date. Jack. Ian. This week, I am taking a road trip, as you know, but I'm yes. letting you know. Mm-hmm. Um, driving to Illinois to visit some friends. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm renting a car, driving cross-country. Um, the Darla script is not done. I had hoped to have that done by today. Um, I think it's good. What what is done so far? I think there's uh, lots of good stuff in there. It's interesting. The episode cool. guides tend to fall under like different genres depending on my perspective on the episode. There's mm-hmm. sort of the um, personal anecdote episode guide. There's the emotional episode guide. There's the the you know, the deep, meaningful, emotional episode guide. There's the documentary episode guide. There, you know, there's a couple of different varieties of, I would say, genres. Um, to me, the the Darla one is is coming out a little bit more documentary style, um, mm-hmm. but it's fun, and I'm I'm doing some things with it that I hadn't done before. I'm adding in some historical details because of all the flashbacks. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, having a good time. It's super interesting because we haven't talk, talked about it at all, so I have no, no idea what you have. have uh, but it is also, planned. it's also falling victim to my usual nonsense, which if you've been listening it's, to the podcast for any length of time, you're very familiar with. It's just a process, man. You'll get there. Uh, yes. Nonetheless, I feel like this uh, upcoming three or four days is my first... 
vacation from the trash fire that is 2020. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to take uh, weekends off and so forth, but something about getting in the car and getting the hell out of Dodge is giving me a sense of like, uh, like battery refill time. You know what I mean? And how, how long are you going for? Uh, I'll be back Wednesday and back to work Thursday. Um, Okay. uh, Hoping to have things done. I mean, you know, hoping to have things done. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) I hope you have have a wonderful time. And yeah, just leave all of the stress of everything put put behind and just have fun. Yeah, it's funny. I sold a, I tried to sell the uh, monitor on Craigslist. Uh, yeah, which I've was this story. which was a story I was gonna include in here. I think it's interesting. From the there's a there's an ethical question at the core of the story that I think is makes the story worth telling. Um, yeah, some uh, remind me to tell you the story about the chicken nugget, which is one of my greatest ethical quandaries. Is the chicken nugget story? Have I heard that story? I don't think you've, I I don't think you've heard that oh, really? story. I may have told okay, it on the no. podcast. I, like we said, we repeat um, some stuff. Yeah. But it was, a, it was an ethical quandary on the, the scale of, uh, of the chicken nugget. Ethics and chicken nuggets. Hey, there's the title of next week's. <laughs> Which we'll get into in a second. But, yes. um, oh yeah, just the, what was funny was until the, debacle with the monitor occurred um i was like it should not have been that fun to go sell something on craigslist but just getting out of the house (laughs) you know getting out of the house and meeting another human Mm. being we were both mask covered but nonetheless mouth breathers uh mask covered because we were mouth breathers was (laughs) uh more refreshing than it should have been. I do try and take the yeah. kids to the park and take them for walks and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. the, you don't leave the neighborhood. You know, you're right. not mobile. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I go out one once or twice a week just to get food. And again, like I don't I don't go very, very far from my uh, home, but there's something in, enjoyable about the, 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 the fresh air and the sunlight. It, it does some, something to yeah, your we brain. Need it. it switches on something. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's just sad that... Um, I don't know. I've talked about it before, but it's just, I feel like I'm putting my life at risk every time I go out. So yeah. there's always this, yeah, this thing in the back of my head. I'm like, I should not be here right now. This isn't safe. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the day when I don't have to worry about that. And, yeah. And I'm not um, in the vulnerable demographic for hmm. the virus, but I get nervous about it. If some you know, if I'm but, out in public or whatever, especially with this trip coming up, I was like, oh, I can't get sick. Yeah. It's still it's it's still kind kind of risky for ever, for everyone though too because yes like the the elderly and the 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 immune com, com, compromised are more at risk but some people have oh, sure. died that haven't had any yeah health health can, yeah. can conditions so it's kind of like Russian roulette man so like it's best to be safe well I'm it, just saying yeah is. if I'm scared I, I totally get it like I, I yeah, uh, yeah I understand and um but then, I've been feeling go ahead sorry sorry no no you uh I've been just the last um couple of weeks because we had a really big spike in Melbourne recently uh we went from like one day we had 500 new cases and then 400, then 600. I think we're close now to 20,000 20, uh, cases all up. Um, not like current cases, but all up. Yeah, and in total. 
Yeah, so we uh, had a, a big escalation of lockdown procedures and whatnot the, the last uh, couple of months, and um, it's just it's just been hard, hard man. Like I'm feeling the the, the whole the anxiety of, of it all creeping back, but um, things are looking better now though. Um, we're we're back to a more stable level, but I'm just um, yeah. Honestly, I feel like when we we decided to skip the podcast last week i kind of missed it too for this these similar reasons this is like a stabilizing yeah. kind of thing to have a conversation with yeah. you and yeah and uh, i mean we talk almost every day but we don't yeah. do this no you know what i no. mean there's a, where yeah. it's a different sort of mentality a, or approach or something i don't know it 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 takes us out of it for a little, little while, you know, you know. We we focus on doing something, you know. We run our segments and whatnot, yeah. And, and it's a nice distraction, and it's it, it's something positive. Like, um, you know, you know, we all we always get jittery beforehand, and I'm like, Ian, I don't want to do it, and yeah. you're like, I, I never I don't want to it. either. <laughs> and then and then we just do it, and then afterwards it's like like this big sigh, of, <gasps> we did it, yeah. And, it and was I always great. I'm and always like, oh, that was great, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but yeah. nonetheless, I get terrible stage fright uh, whenever mm. I do anything public. But yeah, um, like I've said on many po- podcasts b- before, or well, when I say many, I've been on like six of them now. But uh, this too shall pass, yeah. my, my friends. Let's just hold on and keep on going. It's going to be okay because it has to be. Well, I am overjoyed to take this trip. I'm going to be mm-hmm. paying at the pump and wearing my mask and. Uh, Spending I hope time, you have a great time, man. Spending time with someone I'm very excited to be spending some time with. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> uh, but I will not be here next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> you are flying so, solo. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna do a solo po- podcast. Yeah. Um, I love this idea. You know, we kind of joked joked about it on the the last uh, pod podcast. I believe um, you you brought up the possibility, and I said something like, "That sounds terrifying. Let's do it." But I was kind of joking. I but wasn't. Then, but then, while we were prepping this week, we sort of had a serious conversation about it, and we both came to the conclusion that there's no real reason why I couldn't do it, and. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, Ian, and with all of you, you guys listening and watching. I am terrified, <laughs> um, but that's the exact reason why I want to do it. Yeah, I want to challenge myself. I want to stop trying to play it safe and be comfortable and all of those those things. So, look, it could be a freaking train wreck, but climb aboard, ladies and, and, and gentlemen. Let's just do it. That's um, pretty much the operating principle of this podcast. Is that sounds hmm. terrifying. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, um, uh, I believe it was Aaron suggested we put that on the shirt. And I yeah, think we should. Yeah, or totally have it be should. the subtitle of "Podcast of the Nerds." Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, we still have to update all of the graphics. But yeah, the uh, yeah. F- starting this year with the New Year's resolutions and the goals, which I owe everyone an update on, um, and we'll get to that at some point. The um, yeah, it was just kind of all about engaging that fear response mm-hmm. you know yeah um and my plan is to sort of face that head on and i think 
um, f- uh, at least for right now, I think what I'm going to talk talk about is my insecurities and, and whatnot surrounding this. And what a great idea, putting my insecurities <laughs> on, on the internet for, for strangers to hear. And yeah, that'd be a great time. I've, I've um, kind of been doing that for six years. So, yeah, you know, yeah. welcome to the party, pal. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. I feel more like Hans Gruber falling the- off the uh, Nakatomi Tower. Eh, they both apply. Uh, there will be a reading next week. I'm gonna uh, give you that file before we leave. So um, uh, the Spike story is going to continue. Here is gone Terry Boda, um, and I will be back the week after. Mm-hmm. You you better be. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You were talking about. Um, you know, this feels like a contribution, a valuable thing, so forth. So, like, you know, what I thought was, well, crap. You know, we said we skipped the podcast because there wasn't a lot to talk about and, and mm-hmm. all of that. And I was like, I, but based on what you just said, kind of behooves us to fill our weeks with experiences and value <laughs> to be able to share with each other and, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the podcast. We also... We also got to save conversations that we have for the pod- podcast. You and I, we, well, have, we have so many co- conversations and, and I'm like, this should be a podcast. What yeah. are we doing? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm never going to... Uh, one of the things I'm trying to do these days is not turn everything in my life into content. Yeah. I, I think that's I a mistake. That. So I won't... Uh, um, we have had those conversations where it's like, man, we should have just started recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then to me, the idea is then reshare that conversation if we feel uh it's a value but i would n- i'm never gonna like be like hold on we're, i'm not i can't tell you this important thing that happened to me until we're recording hmm. you know right but yeah. anyway that's all bye everyone no i'm just kidding See, that was a callback <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Hey! he did a bit <laughs> <laughs> yes. but seriously goodbye everybody oh. Yeah, uh, thanks. And you will be seeing this face in uh, next week. Jack will see you next week.